somebody being able to do a job interview or just have a discussion with us as a as an avatar really yielded some very high quality candidates more diverse candidates and just actually for some people it gave them a sense of feeling safe and being able to project a side of them that you know they wouldn't have been able to project otherwise people is pulling this into something kind of this is doing your workplace in VR and and when you look at from from that of course it looks a lot like a hype and it looks like the next shiny thing and people are thinking will i am I, does that mean i'm running around with a headset all day at, at work but that's that's not what it actually means it's much broader than that in conversations with DWG members and practitioners across our industry, I'm often asked about how to get beyond the hype around the uses of the metaverse for the digital workplace. To explore this topic, I turn to a longtime partner and mentor, Florin Rotar. Florin is a chief technology officer at Avanad and is responsible for the innovation and incubation function worldwide. And through this podcast, I was also introduced to Florence colleague, Patrick Lovendahl, who is global head of Avanade's Metaverse Service Hub. And together, we three explored the power, purpose, uses, and early learnings around the metaverse inside of Avanade's own digital workplace. Some years ago, they adopted a client one approach such that in-house learnings inform how they deliver work to clients and, of course, share industry perspectives with our wider circles. Join me now for a fascinating and insightful conversation with Florin and Patrick. Happy listening. So, Florin, of course... We've had a long-standing relationship, and it's always a great pleasure to come together with you for interesting and intelligent conversation. But I also know that you've brought a colleague along, and of course, we're meeting for the very first time. So I want to welcome not only you, Florian, but also Patrick to the Digital Workplace Impact Podcast Studio. Thanks for having us here, Nancy. Thank you. And so where are you both joining us from today? Because I know sometimes you're on the road. <laughs> I'm joining from uh, Seattle, which is sunny Seattle this morning. Beautiful autumn day. Yeah, I'm calling you from Stockholm, which is not that sunny. It's uh, in Sweden, so cold and windy. And certainly into your evening hours. So thank you for joining us late in the day. And in terms of our topic of conversation, we are going to explore the metaverse with a specific focus on the digital workplace, given our audience. And we know that this is an area that's relatively new for digital workplace professionals. And so sometimes I think it's important to think about conversations like this with a fresh audience in mind. And so, Patrick, maybe you can lead us off with a frame up around what the metaverse is and why digital workplace professionals need to be thinking about and leaning into this space now. The, the metaverse is actually an evolution of internet and, and interaction with technology. It's not really a technology by itself or a, a place. It's, it's the convergence of many technologies that we've seen evolving the last couple of years. 
So we see how immersion like VR and AR is, is really evolving. We see how uh, the um, centralizations of identity and value is evolving with, with blockchain and data is really becoming the core of everything that we, that we, that we do. And the convergence of all of this becomes the concept of, of metaverse. And in the consumer space, it means uh, it means things like Roblox and uh, uh, Fortnite, which are games where stuff are happening, and there's there's really exciting stuff there. But for digital workplace professionals, it means things like uh, uh, having a more immersive collaboration with your colleagues, uh, it means exchanging values in in new ways, and and really interaction, having other kinds of interactions. Um, that wasn't possible uh, before in layman terms, so to say. And I would just add here, to be honest, I mean, this is obviously super topical and, and uh, I'm sure many of you would agree it's it's kind of hyped up as well. Uh, like literally, you, you can't open a technology publication nowadays without seeing the word uh, metaverse in it or business publication for that matter as well. So there there is... Despite all of the excitement and hype, I think it's fair to say there is not a standard definition. So, you know, your your definition no, yes. is as good as 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 um, anyone else's. I I think the bit which you you mentioned, Patrick, which is personally for me, I I really believe in, and I think it's important, is the the words you use around value exchange, because I, I think we're sometimes over focusing on metaverse as this sort of, you know, you have your headset on and it's a fantastic experience, but it sometimes it can be a little bit of, how should I put it, putting lipstick on a pig. So for me, it's the core theme of metaverse is the value exchange. When there is something happening, value being created and that value can be in different types and, and you know, different mechanisms. But the, the value exchange, I think it's really important and will maybe come to it later on. And I think that's really critical, understanding the opportunity and the impact and the need as a way of paving the direction for what is to follow. How many times have we seen organizations gravitate towards the next shiny object without necessarily understanding how mm. it's going to have relevance for mm. the business. Yeah, if I can say something there, this is, I think this is one of the, the biggest confusion and why it's, it feels a little bit hype-ish is, is what Florence said as well, where people is pulling this into something kind of, this is doing your workplace in VR. And, and when you look at from from that, of course, it looks a lot like a hype, and it looks like the next shiny thing. And people are thinking, "Will I? Am I does that mean I'm running around with a headset all day at, at work?" But that's that's not what it actually means. It's much broader than that. And I think that's that's what what Florin is also alluding to. It's how do we exchange value, increase value by all of these new technologies that we have? Where VR is, of course, a part of that, but it's not the thing. I think that's well said, and I think the way to really bring this to life is to start to think about some of the common scenarios that are coming up. And and Florin, very often we have two lenses to the conversations that we have. There is the client lens, and then there's also the Avanade as a provider of a digital workplace to 
the employees, your colleagues. And so maybe we can explore both angles as part of these common scenarios. Yeah, sure, sure thing. You know, if I can maybe start with the external lens and maybe share with you a couple of sort of uh, an overview of the scenarios and the use cases that we see our our, our clients are, are focusing on. And I'll, I'll cast a rather broad lens here in case um, our our audience is interested in, in what companies are doing both inside a digital workplace, but also a little bit outside the, their digital workplace. So if I start with the outside bit, um, we see retail and commerce uh, in the metaverse becoming a really important element, both in B2C and B2B scenarios. So, you know, imagine scenarios where you are uh, looking to buy a car and the whole experience around how you experience the car, uh, how you interact with somebody who's helping you make the right choices, how you make the purchase and so forth is done uh, in a much more immersive and interactive way through the uh, through the, the metaverse. We're seeing big brands focusing a lot on sort of digital marketing and digital goods. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you've read all the newspapers around, you know, uh, $100,000 digital Snickers. Uh, <laughs> personally, I'm, I'm having a bit of a tough time digesting that, but it is it is happening. The bit where we see tremendous uptake actually is on industrial metaverse around digital twins, whether they're physical digital twins of complex pieces of equipment or process twins for complicated processes uh, like, you know, payments receivables or whatever it may be, but using metaverse to get a much richer cognition and understanding of a process or a the digital twin to be able to manipulate that digital t- twin in real time and to simulate and get a real understanding and cognition of it, which, you know, you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So that that is a really rapidly developing area. Now, if I sort of switch to the topic, which is closer at hand for perhaps many of, of you in the audience, which is the, the digital workplace. So I, I think we you know, most organizations are now experimenting with meetings and events. So, you know, big all hands or um, CEO sessions where, you know, the CEO is looking to make a bit of a splash and to try something new. That is certainly getting, uh, it's it's quite prevalent nowadays. We've also seen companies which are doing, you know, their annual reports and the uh, the engagement with analysts, the analyst days in in the uh, in the metaverse. The bit which I am really excited about is, uh, and it's a little bit more nascent, is immersive training. So really using the metaverse to help people gain new skills and experiences in a way which is much more durable mentally than you would be able to do otherwise. So there's actually a lot of research being done on how a good quality metaverse experience triggers more parts of the brain than just staring in front of your screen. Uh, and that makes for a much more meaningful training. Um, so that that 
immersive training is a is a hot area. And then, I mean, I could go on, but just to pick another example, it's um, remote collaboration, which is you know very very topical right now. Microsoft is making some really great uh, headway here to enable hybrid work with uh, with their mesh uh, platform. So basically using the combination of virtual spaces and, and physical spaces to streamline the way people are collaborating, designing, building, you know, um, thinking and, and working together. Yeah. And that's very much in sync with, you know, what I've um, been sharing early days with the members around uh, the applications that we're seeing from a digital workplace point of view. So, you know, boiling down to collaboration, learning and engagement, if you will. And so one of the things that I find uh, important is that the perspective, there's perspective that you bring, Florin, around Avanade's own digital workplace. And of course, we had a chance to dip into the focus around the employee experience when you and your colleagues came into one of our executive circles as hosts. And there was a great deal of talk about adopting a client zero approach for a number of things inclusive of the internal digital workplace program. So, of course, I have to ask you whether or not that concept has been extended to your in-house metaverse workplace strategy as well. Yeah, it, it has. I mean, we, we make a point of um, drinking our own champagne, so to say, or eating our own dog food, as some, some would say. <laughs> um, but But really for us to... To practice what we preach ourselves, so we are using metaverse quite a lot, actually, in different scenarios. So let me just try to give you a sense. So obviously, we're doing you know our sort of all hands calls and kickoffs and uh, the the big events. Uh, we we just had our our big uh, um, fiscal year start uh, a few days ago, announcing you know, our refreshed branding and so forth. And a, a part of that session was done in the metaverse with our CEO very proudly doing the session partially in, in the metaverse and partially in the Munich office, which I think <laughs> went down really well with a lot of people. The bit which I personally I'm a little bit surprised about how good results we've gotten with is recruiting. So we, we've been um, hiring actually tens of thousands of people over the last few years. Most of that recruitment, obviously, during the pandemic was was sort of remote and the onboarding was remote as well. So in a number of regions, we've started to use Metaverse to arrange job fairs and to actually interview and hire people. And then once we've hired them, to um, to onboard them as well. And then the third dimension I would mention is events we do with clients. So when we have, we, we literally conducted a multi-week-long school of innovation for some of our most valued clients. And a part of that experience was done in, in the metaverse, which the clients really seem to, um, to appreciate, actually. And then the last bit were experimenting with is looking at metaverse to map our more 
well to help our operations as a business and um, and obviously we have a we're a services business with some pretty complicated and complex processes all the way from you know the way we do selling the way we budget the way we forecast the way we build uh sort of capability with our people the way we deliver so we are experimenting a little bit with you know can we use metaverse to create digital twins of certain business processes we have to understand our business better those would be the four um scenarios we're using ourselves with you know various levels of success and a fair amount of you know lessons learned and a mix of the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> well certainly um i would love to get a window into uh, those lessons learned with you florin um whether it's you know thinking about the adoption side of things or uh. you know what's worked well versus not because I think that's where we do our deepest learning in conversations like this and can take things down to a practical level for the digital workplace professionals who are trying to anticipate what it's going to be like as organizations get deeper and deeper into utilizing all of these different capabilities. And and once I'm sure we haven't even imagined yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me... Um... Let me try to give you a sense of the uh, the lessons learned and the things we we wish would have we would have known a year ago. <laughs> so maybe I'll focus on the on the scenario around job fairs, recruitment, and and onboarding. So maybe uh, obvious, but I would say some people can just not deal with the uh, the headsets. So. Motion sickness is very real. About 10% of the, you know, the candidates and the people we engaged in job fairs and and uh, for onboarding just couldn't couldn't deal with it. So we had to have, you know, a meaningful fallback alternative for those uh, for those people. And maybe just also recognize that, you know, you can do metaverse without headsets. One doesn't absolutely require the other. I also think that we recognize that change management is a must so you just can't take a process which you've been doing in a certain way and lift that and drop it and copy paste it into the metaverse because it will just not work so you know a silly example uh, a silly but still meaningful example is you know how we uh, the people who are doing the interviewing were taking notes well, there, there isn't an obvious way to take notes when you have a headset on. So, you know, how, how do you remember, you know, the key points that you wanted to, uh, to to jot down? That's, you know, that was not obvious. And then, you know, we sometimes like to do a bit of, uh, like, saying the job fairs, um, you know, talk about who Avanade is and maybe showcase some of the, the, the best work, the coolest work that we're, you know, we're proud of and so forth. And just again to lift and to copy paste that content into the metaverse this just does not work uh, you know you you can't just use a boring old powerpoint slide well you could but it's not very effective so you know taking a boring old powerpoint slide and and using it in the metaverse and hoping that you get a differentiated and meaningful experience that you know, that didn't work out or, you know, the standard videos or whatever. So we 
realize that we need a new content creation mindset and a new type of content which needed to be created. The other point I would make is, and, and more on, on the positive side actually, um, so we got access to candidates who would have been hesitant to interview with us because they might have been, I don't know, self-conscious about how they show up. Sort of somebody being able to do a job interview or just have a discussion with us as a as an avatar really yielded some very high quality candidates, more diverse candidates. And just actually for some people, it gave them a sense of feeling safe and being able to project a side of them that, you know, they wouldn't have been able to project otherwise. I have to say, all of these insights are fascinating, whether it's from a change management point of view, a skill building point of view, uh, honing in specifically on this whole new content creation mindset that you talked about. But, But I'm also struck by your very last point. And organizations are trying to think about how to broaden the mindset around equity and inclusion. And you've spotlighted a powerful takeaway from dipping into the universe, um, the metaverse rather, for recruitment purposes. And so that feels like a significant impact point. Have there been any others that you can point your finger on when you move into, say, the onboarding arena, Florin? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all human and, and most of us are very social creatures by design, whether we're introverts or extroverts. So it surprised us uh, again, or maybe I'm the cynical person who got surprised, but I was surprised about the power of community building and sort of connection that you could get in the metaverse. And especially as, you know, again, these are literally thousands of people who might not have put their foot in a uh, in an Avanade office ever, or met a a colleague in in real life, so to say. For for them to get together and do a you know a celebration to function like a starter group to build a community, a sense of you know the habits and the you know the sort of fun sort of things you do when you're a group of people starting together in a new company and being able to bond a little bit with each other or much more than they would have been able to do otherwise i i personally was surprised about how effective that was effective that was but i would also say that we were a little bit we underappreciated the effort required to build quality scenes and worlds so, you know, it, it takes time to to build realistic scenes. It requires time. It requires resources. It requires skills. It sort of you need to think about model and data formats and how you do the cross interaction between, you know, different different spaces and different events. So, you know, we we had initially some ill-fated events around trying to cut corners and sort of you know, do out-of-the-box scenes and worlds with, you know, Alt-VR and, and what have you without putting a lot of effort into it. And then that sort of defeats the purpose. Maybe that's another lesson learned I would have 
around the importance of doing it in a qualitative way and not cutting corner, but then also the effect, the good effect it has and how efficient it can be. Mm. And Patrick, of course, I have to bring you into this part of the conversation because not only are you in a client facing role, but you're also an employee. So within your employee context, what has surprised you most about the organization's early work in the metaverse for your own digital workplace? I must say that the the, the the biggest surprise is how easy it has been to, to develop and deploy things that really bring value quickly to, to the organization. I mean, looking at this job fair thing, it, it wasn't uh, uh, big teams and months and months of development. And, and again, that... I mean that shows the maturity of the technology. It's it's here. It's it, it can bring value earlier. That's my my biggest surprise uh, around this. I would say it's quick and it's easy. Maybe it's our our team which makes it look uh, easy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I I've had a, a little bit of um, sort of insight into the you know the the more complicated bits as well. And I mean just. Again, I'm lifting the hood a little bit and and exposing you know a bit of dirty laundry, but you know just the the process of how you deploy how you deploy and configure the devices to people. You know the technology is still not entirely seamless around the configuration management, identity management, securing the devices, you know uh, cleaning them. Actually, both physically and and uh, <laughs> and digitally after they've been used and and shipping them from people. So, again, you know, it's kind of easy to get started, but then to do it right in an enterprise level scale, with you know, it again, it surprised me, and maybe it shouldn't have. But there is a device management effort to be done here, which wasn't trivial still. Um, but I know. Patrick, our our IT make it made it look so seamless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, for sure, I mean, for sure, it's it's complex things to to solve, and I mean, we were used to to easily configure and, and send out uh, and send laptops. So when new devices comes out, it becomes a problem. Like when the phones came out as well, right? But my my surprise is more connected to the to the overall experience of. We, we don't didn't have to to deploy a bunch of uh, big Indian teams and run this for years and years before the value came, even if there were more complex uh, things to solve. So that's I think that's that's more my surprise is the short time frame where we we got the value from. And so, quite a lot of the early efforts have been in the HR arena, although not exclusively. Where do you think Avanade will venture next? Within its own digital workplace applications, Florin. I, you know, I, I may be biased, but I, I really, really think that a huge area of opportunity is around the um, using metaverse to engage with digital twins. It's just su- such a good usage of sort of technology addressing a real business need and a real opportunity. So I can, you know, I can just imagine how more powerful we would be able to operate once we have this better, deeper understanding of a digital twin, which models the 
you know, some of our key processes and key processes would vary from organization to organization, right? For us as a services and people business, it's how, you know, we find the right balance between, you know, frankly, not having too many people on the bench who are not busy um, or um, alternatively, you know, having a shortage of people so we're not able to support our clients for, for, for as long as consulting and services has existed, you know, finding that fine balance has forever been a challenge and, <laughs> you know, saying a little bit tongue in cheek, but for most of the time it's out of balance and sometimes for two hours every two years, we we get it right <laughs> and things are in balance. I'm joking, of course, but, you know, so I, I'm really, really excited about the opportunity on um, on using Metaverse for digital cognition of uh, process twins. And then I think the other bit, which I'm, I'm actually quite excited about is for us to use Metaverse in a much deeper way in terms of how we engage with clients through all all stages of our um, uh, of our life cycle, you know, all, all from doing the, you know, frankly, the meeting each other and, and getting to know each other to building a, a relationship during the sales process, but also during the delivery process. So I, I actually do think that, you know, the, the time and the world of sort of mindless traveling and, everything needs to be face-to-face -face and or emails is going away. So I, I, I do think there is a new experience through the entire life cycle of what professional services means with, with our clients that I'm, I'm rather excited about. I don't think it'll happen overnight. I, I don't think technology is quite ready, especially the devices, but it, it will happen. I, and I do believe you know, for me, this feels like 1996 and the advent of internet. Lo loads of hype. Everybody's talking about it. There will be loads of sort of crashes and companies which go bust. Uh, but fundamentally, it is going to change the way that we we live, the way that we work, with the way that we do business. It just it would just take some time for it to mature the same way that you know, internet needed some time to uh, to mature and had its um, growing pains in those uh, early days of, you know, the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah, of course. And, you know, it's not surprising that a lot of the client facing functions will be a target because that's where, you know, the revenue trail comes from. And so yeah. it's um, easy to justify the investment when you know that there is revenue that can flow on the other side, relatively speaking. But when you're talking about digital workplace teams that are largely operating as cost centers, you have to have very clear purpose and payback in mind. And so, you know, one thing that you touched upon uh, was this idea of mindless traveling. And, you know, that can happen across the board in an organization, not just with someone in a client facing role. So the, the whole sustainability angle is likely to take on a more prominent role in the business case conversations as we go along by the sounds of it. Yeah. And and I just think, you know, we, we sort of need to rethink the processes 
and the and the scenarios. So, I mean, just use a a bit of a simple analogy, but on on the customer side, right? If you remember, whatever ten years ago or something, you know, iPads were were being launched, and then you know, a few years later, you started to see iPads appearing in in retail stores for sort of the sales associates to do to do uh, client telling, and you know, it was sort of a very basic usage of pretty, I mean, a, a strong tool, but basically just di- digitizing a sales brochure <laughs> and uh, or, or using the, the iPad to show your customer that, the, you know, your, your web, your dot com and, and sort of uh, go through the, the e-shopping experiences you would, you'd be there. And, and just imagine, you know, what, where we are today, where, you know, if, in in many places that the whole experience has changed when you're buying something the the process has fundamentally changed the way you can buy stuff online and drop it in a store or vice versa the curbside pickups etc cetera, etc cetera. The, the the whole process of commerce has changed and i think metaverse is going to drive the same type of deep deep process change i think initially we're just going to see loads of people experimenting again with Putting a, in, in my words, a lipstick on a pig on just using metaverse for exactly the same thing they're doing today. But then, as they learn the the process, what work means, what engagement with customers and clients mean, are are going to much more deeply change. I think that's the real power of metaverse, and and you know, frankly, the rest of the sort of Web three infrastructure that. Uh, Patrick was alluding to at the beginning. I think it's important to, to, to remember the journey we had with internet and with apps and, and mobile devices. It, it taken decades for us to actually get the full value out of it. Now you have everything in your phone and it's because of internet and mobile phones and the apps in it. And it will, it will potentially take a decade for us to get, or even, and maybe faster because the technology is quicker, but it will take time for us to really understand what the real value is and not do these skeuomorphism things that, that Florian was talking about, doing the same thing with new technologies. So to, to get that value, it will, be, it, it will be really exciting to see what we come up with. Uh, some of those things Florian has already alluded to, like, uh, uh, getting a digital win of a, of a process and be able to to simulate and maybe use uh, AI to predict and, and stuff like that in in real time. That's that's cool stuff. But how will that impact business? We I don't think we really know yet. We will soon. Well, I think like most new areas, you need time to understand the possibilities you have to build new skills, and then you have to translate your current world into applications in the new in order to gain the confidence to be able to then innovate in this Mm. space. And I also think, though, I mean, we've got a unique opportunity to do things better and more thoughtful than we did with you know web one or 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 web two because uh, we this is we we have some lessons learned we as an industry around again topics like accessibility inclusivity privacy security safety really embracing the human psychology and making making this this sort of evolution of technology more trustworthy more humane more human and 
I, I think you know we, we have a responsibility as an industry, in my opinion, and we certainly in Avanade, we take this very, very serious. It's actually our, you know, the, the mo one of the most important things we focus on is is around the, the trust in technology. So this this feels to me again a little bit like 1996 all over again. I, I know I've said that before, but with a chance for us to get to do it right, to finally avoid making the same stupid mis mistakes and silly mistakes we did in the past because we didn't know better and I, and I think we think we need to be very careful with one thing which is which is technology and uh, the technology literacy so so one thing that we've seen with web one web two and the apps is that we left people behind actually not only people but parts of the world has been left behind and as we now progress even further into to to technology advancements it's going to be super important for us as an industry to make sure that that we have that uh, societal impact as well, and making sure that we bring people with us, uh, and not only the, the business. And uh, I mean, we talked about this earlier, and the people getting motion sickness and all of that. That's 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 real things that will keep keep people out of these experiences. Yeah, in a way, you're you're thinking about um, how do we avoid creating new digital divides as. Hmm you move deeper and deeper into these applications, whether it's internally or with clients. And so we're quickly approaching our final moments together. So I want to make sure that we walk away with some highlights around your best advice for those venturing into this space for the first time as digital workplace professionals. Uh, perhaps we can start with you, Patrick. Sure. So I would say experiment and experiment a lot and often um, and, and with a lot of different people in your organization to make sure that you you both see how it impacts them, but also get the their perspective so you can get the best out of that technology. Because as we said, we, we don't really know what the full value of it is, but maybe people in your organization will help you understand that. So experiment and don't do that in silo. Do it with your people. Hmm. That's great advice. And you, Florin, what would you add to that? Just for the sake of it, I'll be I'll be a little bit uh, counter uh, <laughs> to, to Patrick. <laughs> uh, um, so um, I'll, I'll put my business hat on and say, you know, know what outcome and value you're trying to get out of this and you know even though it may be difficult figure out what success metrics and what success looks like and uh, again though i i I'm, I'm saying this half jokingly because i i fully agree with patrick around the niche experiment but but also you know know how to how to recognize success and what success looks like but also be willing to embrace failure and you know have have a, a way of dealing with it it's no big deal if uh, if something didn't go as you wanted to it's not something you sort of shuffle under the carpet you recognize from it you learn from it you you move on uh, but to me the most important bit is to, to do what matters um, so focus and channel the the energy and the time and if there is money involved focus it on where you think you can make an impact to the to the organization, but know you know know what success looks looks like and measure it. So it's not it's not experimentation for the sake of experimentation. It's experimentation with purpose. 
that's a good way of putting it. So what have we missed? I don't know. Have we missed anything? I'll, um, no, I mean, the, the, the sort of the, the really um, important bit for me, which both professionally, but actually also pers- on the personal level is, again, this, the, the digital ethic dimension of this and being deliberate and thoughtful around the, um, you know, how, how you how you use this metaverse technology and, and you know, to actually really encourage trust and to, to make to make the the experience humane and, and to do it for the right reason um, and in the right way. I'm I'm I I think this if we don't do that from the beginning, uh, I do believe this risks being just a shiny new object or even worse, you know, people are not going to trust you because you you literally are putting you know you're getting very close to to people in a way we haven't been doing before so you know i'm sure you've all read about cases of sort of literally digital assaults in the metaverse uh of people who are being abused or or bullied which felt very very real for the for the for the people who are the victims, uh, even it was ver- even if it was virtual, or you know, imagine how close you get to a person. Literally, you're they're having a device on their head, and devices are nowadays able to track your head motion and maybe uh, read the you know what your eyes are doing and your pup- pupil dilation and you know interpret your mood and what you're looking at and how focused you are or what you, you know, maybe even guess what you're thinking. I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but I mean, we're getting really, really close to people. And I so deeply believe we need to do this in a thoughtful way. We have a responsibility. We really, really do. That's such an important uh, thinking point for everyone. Patrick, anything to add to that? No, I think I think Florian covered it. I mean, people is people are important. Technology is is exciting, right? But let's make sure that both of them are are really working together. I think that's that's the only point. Well, Florian, Patrick, I want to thank you for taking us through some really unique, inspiring, challenging insights around this space, um, both with the external point of view, as well as looking inside of Avenade for early metaverse experiences within the digital workplace. I think there are just um, some really useful takeaways that will help guide the thinking on many levels within uh, this space as we go forward. So I hope that we can stay connected on this topic and and come back and chat again as um, your learnings continue. And in the meantime, thank you for taking time out of your days to chat with us. Yeah. Well, thank thank you, Nancy, for having us. And, you know, even though we ended up a little bit on a heavy note there with the you know, the, the risks and the challenges. I, I really do believe this has the potential to change a lot of things for for good uh, and to do a lot of good to people, do a lot of good for, for businesses. And also, I mean, I would be really, really keen on hearing from the people who are 
listening to this uh, podcast around your own experiences and your lessons learned and your suggestions and your advice because you know we we're, we're not saying we we know it all i think we you know this community that digital workplace group is fostering of people exchanging knowledge and learning from each other is, is so powerful and i think you know metaverse is a great example where you know the the power of communities is um has the potential to really help us all out so this is just my way of saying thank you for having us and i would love to learn from from all of you out there on you know your thoughts and experiences that's a perfect ending note for this conversation (laughs) (laughs) thank you both and uh i guess to be continued as we start to hear back from dwg members in our wider circles on uh this listening post and so uh take care for now and um to be continued thank you bye Thank you, Nancy. Bye. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.